Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. This Friday, July 24th, Season 2, Episode 29, we're going to be talking about Aftershock with their big announcement today, talking about uh, expanding the festival to four days for 2021. We got details on the lineup and more, so stick around. We'll fill you in. Uh, also, Hellfest announcing a new lineup. That's going to be big for the UK. Also, we got an update on Aussie's current health condition. ACDC is hosting a, f- a virtual 40th anniversary event today online pretty cool we'll let you know all about that motorhead and the replacements both releasing deluxe editions of their legendary albums german scientists to host an experimental concert to track covid19 joey armstrong responding to sexual misconduct allegations what's that all about we'll fill you in american music awards have set their dates for november plus on this day in music history trivia this week's new releases weekly wtf and more let's get to those new releases of the week this week we got new albums out from kamal williams logic Lori mckenna neck deep neon trees roman keating shirley collins jesse lanza and more all have new albums out today on the 24th of july 2020 Let's get to that tour news. Of course, the big tour news for us out here in California is Aftershock Festival, and they have made their official statement on their social media. It says as follows, quote, After all the harm caused by COVID-19, there's nothing more than we wanted to be celebrating Aftershock with you this October at Discovery Park, what was going to be a monumental weekend. We, the artists Sacramento Kelly, all thought we had a shot at being the first COVID post-COVID festival to happen, that really would have been incredible. We waited as long as we could, but unfortunately, the recent spike of cases now requires that we reschedule this year's sold-out Aftershock to 2021. Metallica and My Chemical Romance have been confirmed for Aftershock 2021 to be held at Discovery Park in Sacramento, October 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's right. They're excited to announce that thanks to our friends at Jack Daniels, they're adding a fourth night to Aftershock 2021 as an epic celebratory evening to kick off the return of California's favorite rock festival. Full festival lineups will be announced in October. Here's the deal, guys. All patches, uh, all passes purchased for 2020 will automatically be good for 2021. Current Aftershock Pass purchasers will receive an email uh, regarding their 2020 purchase. You'll have a choice as an exclusive gift to all the fans who defer to 2021 with them. They're offering you a newly added fourth night for free. That Thursday night show, nothing extra for you. You can go out there and have some fun. They have not announced that headliner for Thursday night. I'm kind of curious to see. The opportunity to obtain a full refund will also be available. Check it out on Aftershock Festival's official website at aftershockfestival.com. We are going to have some tickets to give away, guys, so make sure you guys stay tuned. We're also going to be on site this year conducting interviews with bands. We'll have media passes in 2021, and I can't wait to get back out there at Aftershock. It's total bummer I'm going to miss it this year. First time since 2013 that I haven't gone to Aftershock uh, as scheduled. So it's going to be happening next year, though, and it looks like they've locked in the lineup. We'll get a full lineup in October, so that's awesome. 
Okay, so more festival news. France's Hellfest Open Air Festival has announced its 2020 line, excuse me, 2021 lineup, and it features all of the headliners who were slated to play this year's concert and was uh, canceled due to this coronavirus stuff. So, Deftone, System of a Down, Faith No More lead the lineup for the festival. They will all be back in 2021, June 18th through the, uh, through the 20th. Consequence of Sound reports that 90% of the bands set to perform in 2020 will take the stage next year. Some of the notable artists include Judas Priest, Korn, Deep Purple, Volbeat, Pussifer, The Offspring, Sepultura, Social Distortion. They're all on the bill for next year. More tour news as KISS has rolled out its rescheduled 2021 European dates. It's the end of the road European dates. They're all out and it looks like it's kicking off June 2nd in Belgium going through uh, July 15th in Budapest, Hungary. So check that out on KISS's official website. Uh, I guess David Lee Roth is still on that bill as well. So that's going to be a pretty special show for a lot of the guys in the UK to be able to see KISS and David Lee Roth one show like that. That's going to be a big deal. Guns N' Roses also announcing their rescheduled 2021 dates, but not until Monday. Apparently, Monday, July 27th, uh, before I'm able to uh, fill you guys in on those details. But I wanted to give you a heads up in case you just want to keep an eye out on Guns N' Roses social media for that announcement. Some virtual shows happening actually today is the 40th anniversary celebration of ACDC's 1980 album Back in Black. It was released July 25th, 1980. And today, Slash, Sebastian Bach, Cage the Elephant, Anthrax, Trivium, Lamb of God, and a bunch of others are going to be performing tracks from Back in Black, uh, a virtual celebration. It's going to include ACDC testimonials, appearances, tutorials, and performances. And it's all happening today. Uh, it's already underway. 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time across Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch channels of Consequence of Sound. So check that out for that ACDC event today. Uh, all right, some more live stream news. It looks like Stone Temple Pilots are going to be uh, having some live stream performances of their debut album with their new lead singer Jeff Gutt on Friday, July 21st or 31st. Excuse me. That's next Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Cost $9.99 and will air live music cur uh, curator Nugs.tv. They're also going to have a vintage performance from uh, Stone Temple Pilots' career from 2011 with Scott Weiland available for streaming as well if you want to check out that lineup and that show from 2011 in Hampton Beach. That's also $9.99. Uh, some rock news this week, uh, kicking it off with some good news about the Oz man. Ozzy getting a, a health update here from his wife, Sharon. She went on the uh, Jackass star Steve-O Wild Ride podcast last week. And so apparently he's working on some more new music. And uh, he asked, of course, about his health situation. And she said, quote, he's been hit by so much medicinally, but he's doing good. He's getting stronger every day. He's had this ride in his life and then suddenly, boom, you're floored and you have to have your health taken away. No matter what you've got money-wise or anything in the world, it's something you can't fix, end quote. That's Sharon talking about Ozzy's health and definitely true. I'm sure they got the best doctors and the best money anything could buy, but sometimes you just can't help those health conditions, right? Uh, so as far as uh, hitting on the road, she says, quote, He's not just going to end it like this. It's gonna, He's going to end it his way, and he's going to go back out. Even if it's just one huge show to say goodbye, he's going to do it, end quote. So talking about Ozzy, you know, maybe hitting the road next year. I like the idea of doing, like, some big shows, maybe one in L.A., one in New York or something like that. Let's not put Ozzy on the road. You know, let's give him a break. He's been touring for 40 fucking years. I think he's earned a break uh, from that, right? 
anyway. All right, some uh, scientists in Germany are throwing a concert experiment to test how COVID-19 spreads. They're looking for volunteers. This is a trip. Okay, so here's this... Here's the deal. It's called Restart 19. It's a project funded, almost costs like a million dollars, apparently, to do this research. So it's going to be happening August 22nd at this concert hall in Germany that's previously hosted shows by Bob Dylan, Britney Spears. It's a very notable venue. So here's the deal. Over a 1,000 volunteers have already signed up. <laughs> you have to test negative for COVID-19, register on the website, and you got to be between the ages of 18 and 50. So... They're going to have all the volunteers tested again for the virus before the concert starts. Volunteers will be instructed to wear masks, enter the venue. Everyone will have wearable devices that will, quote, transmit data every five seconds, including proximity to other devices and location within the venue, as well as bottles of fluorescent disinfectant that allow researchers to see which surfaces have been touched and therefore become particularly dangerous. So while this artist performs live on stage, a fog machine will be running in the room to assess the possibility of the virus spreading through aerosols. Uh, so this is really interesting. I'm kind of curious to see what the findings of this uh, concert experiment uh, are going to be because it will definitely influence how concerts will happen moving forward and how venues will handle them as well as the liability involved. All right, some uh, news about the American Music Awards. They are set for November 22nd on ABC. Of course, they do everything. It's not just rock, it's pop, alternative rock, country, rap, hip-hop, soul, adult contemporary, uh, artist of the year, collaboration, all that stuff. So that's all happening November 22nd. Um, no word on if it's going to be held virtually or if it's going to be held live, but they've locked in that date to air on ABC, uh, produced by Dick Clark Productions. So there you go. Some more rock news this week. An unheard version of a Chris Cornell singing uh, the Guns N' Roses track Patience has been released, and it was released on his 50, what would have been his 56th birthday on July 20th. Uh, the track apparently was laid down at LA's Henson Studios and was tracked after Cornell heard of GNR's decision to reunite. Uh, it's a really good version. Chris Cornell has one of those voices, man. It's just amazing. Uh, so definitely check that out. Really cool to hear some new music. And it kind of uh, ties into a couple weeks back how Vicky Cornell is controlling the band's social media. This is the first thing that so Soundgarden's official website or social media has posted in a while. She's controlling that. The other members of Soundgarden apparently not involved in that social media account. All right, some more rock news, this time about Motorhead. They're going to be marking their 40th anniversary of their 1980 album this year, Ace of Spades, by releasing a special deluxe collector's box set and other items. Two different Super Deluxe box sets are being offered, a two-CD uh, book and a three-LP and book editions. Each will be available October 30th of this year, depending on the box set you choose. They have other items in there, including shot glasses, playing cards, the Ace Up Your Sleeve tour program, and the Motorhead Rock Commando comic. Motorhead has also just shared a previously uh, unreleased live version of Ace of Spades from a 1984 or 1981 Belfast, Ireland concert. So make sure you guys check that out. It's on their YouTube channel if you want to hear what that uh, release is going to be like. Speaking of releases, The Replacements releasing deluxe version of their 1987 album Please to Meet Me in a three-CD box set on October 9th. It's going to feature 29 previously unreleased tracks, including demos, rough mixes, outtakes, and Bob Stinson's final recordings with the bands. Uh, with the band. So check that out from The Replacements. That's coming out October 9th. Very cool. 
Uh, Kill Switch Engage getting a vinyl release as well. Kiss, uh, Kill Switch Engage's album As Daylight Dies is getting its first vinyl release in the United States in over 15 years. The gold certified album will be available December 18th. You can pre-order it now on Runout Groove Vinyl. If you're a fan of Kill Switch, check that out. More rock news this week looks like Slash is contributing a foreword to Dave Mustaine's new book, which is going to be called Rust in Peace, The Inside Story of the Megadeth Masterpiece. It's coming out September 8th. And GNR guitarist has wrote in part about the 1990 set. Here's a quote from his foreword, quote, Rust in Peace put the band on the map. It made Megadeth a household name. I certainly understand why every important Rust in Peace anniversary is celebrated as a pivotal moment for both Megadeth and for heavy metal, end quote. And I hear he talks about kind of his personal relationship with that record as well. Very cool. Slash contributing that for Dave Mustaine. Uh, some very kind of disturbing news um, coming out of the rock world uh, today. Joey Armstrong responding those se- to those sexual misconduct allegations, apparently by Lydia Knight, the lead singer of the band The Regrets. She went on tour with uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's uh, son's band, Joey Armstrong. Uh, he's in a band called Swimmers. He's the drummer of that band. And uh, apparently, I, I was reading some of her stuff. Uh, you can read Lydia Knight's statement on her own Instagram page. It's pretty detailed. And Joey responded by saying, quote, I want to address Lydia's Instagram post about her relationship while I don't agree with some of the things she said about me. It's important that she be allowed to say them and that she be supportive for speaking out. I respect her immensely and fully accept that I failed her as a partner. I was selfish and didn't treat her the way she deserves to have been treated both during our relationship and the two years since we broke up. I have apologized to her privately, and I hope she can forgive me, and if and when she is ready to do so, I own my own mistakes and will work hard to regain the trust I lost. That's Joey Armstrong talking about those sexual misconduct allegations. So, there you go. Statement from him. I don't know. Research it yourself. Check out all the details on that story, and you guys come to your own conclusion. Hopefully, they can work it out between themselves. Uh, Some more rock news this week, as uh, the Rolling Stones have dropped a 1974 Jimmy Page collaboration track uh, a long unreleased track off of the Goat's Head Soup box set, which is coming out September 4th. Apparently, uh, Jimmy Page, Keith Richards, and more were on this track, and Keith Richards shed some light on it, saying, quote, My recollection is, as we walked in at the end of a Led Zeppelin session, they were just leaving, and we were booked in next at the same studio, and I believe that Jimmy decided to stay. We weren't actually cutting it as a track. It was basically for a demo uh, just to get the feel of it, but it came out well with a lineup like that, you know, we better use it, end quote. So there you go. Uh, it's going to be coming out, and uh, that box set uh, from Rolling Stones coming out September 4th. So check that out if you guys are a fan. Um, all right, some more news here. Uh, this this Twitter feud c- has continued between Sebastian Bach and Chris Jericho. It's one of the funniest things I've seen this week. Apparently, so uh, Sebastian Bach accused Chris Jericho of miming on stage rather than singing live. So on Saturday last week, Jericho shared a video of himself singing an acapella portion of Skid Row's Youth Gone Wild to mixed reviews. Some fans were like, right on. Some fans were like, oh my God. Afterward, he pointed to his face and mouth, miming, miming. <laughs> Loudwire reports that Sebastian Bach shared several unanswered text messages that he sent to Jericho during the night, including telling him that his singing sucks and that he should stop for the benefit of all mankind, end quote. It's pretty childish. It's pretty silly, but it has been like a, a funny thing that's just made me laugh this week. Uh, some birthdays in the rock world this week. Carlos Santana turning 73. Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam guitarist turning 54. And Mick Jagger, of course, from the Rolling Stones, turning 77 this week. 
Uh, also in the acting world, some birthdays. David Spade, John Leguizamo, William Defoe, Danny Glover, Alex Trebek turning 80 this week. Awesome. All right, let's move on to some music history trivia, guys. On this week in music history trivia on this week in 2005, the drummer from this band successfully sues the other two remaining members of the band for usage rights of the band's original name and wins the case. What band was it? Which one were they arguing over? Was it A, the Dead Kennedys, B, the Doors, or C, Triumph? The drummer from this band sues the other two remaining members. Who was it? It was B, The Doors. The Doors drummer John Densmore wins a ruling that keeps the other two surviving members, Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger, from using the band's name as part of their oldies act, The Doors of the 21st Century. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That was kind of unfortunate. I thought Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger should be able to do that. You know, they changed it. It wasn't The Doors, you know, of the 21st Century. That's fair enough, but couldn't even do that. Bullshit. All right, on this week in music history trivia, another one for you on this week. In 1980, the keyboardist pianist for this band passed away at the age of 32. Unexpectedly, he was very young. What band did he play for? Was it A, The Grateful Dead, B, Devo, or C, Depeche Mode? On this day in 1980, keyboardist for that band passed away. Which one was it? It was Grateful Dead keyboardist Keith Godshow passing away this week at the age of 32 in 1980. All right, let's move on to some movie TV entertainment news this week. Bill and Ted 3 is going to hit video on demand and select cinemas simultaneously. So on September 1st, any movie theater that wants to play it's going to be able to play it. And then also, it's going to be a video on demand. I hope it's not 20 bucks. I hope they start lowering that price to like 15 bucks or something. Because 20 bucks is a lot for one of these movies that you're just going to take a chance on, you know? I, I get it that we all pay like about $10 to go out to the movie theaters, but they shouldn't charge the same price for us to do that in the house. That's just my opinion. I don't know. But it's coming out August 21st uh, and uh, apparently September 1st on demand. So there you go. Uh, more movie TV entertainment news. Just for Laughs uh, Festival uh, is now going to be a virtual comedy festival. This is run by ICM Howie Mandel Normally it's in Montreal. Now it's going to be from October 9th and 10th uh, online. So they're going to have the full festival and all the comedians do their stuff online October 9th through the 10th. Uh, more movie TV entertainment news this week. I got a new box set and I was really stoked about it. The new Bruce Lee box set. It's called Bruce Lee's Greatest Hits. And it is all of his movies, the first uh, five movies of his career, as well as some outtakes, rarities, and a lot of really cool stuff. I definitely recommend it if you're a fan of martial arts or Bruce Lee or Criterion Collection stuff. Um, I would recommend starting at the beginning with his first film, The Big Boss. Go through them sequentially. Uh, watch the new 2020 intros about each movie before you watch them. It really puts each film into context. That's one thing I love about Criterion. They always do that for these releases. I just got through the box set, and for me personally, the quality peaked uh, with Bruce Lee's movies at The Way of the Dragon, then... Fist of Fury, The Big Boss, Enter the Dragon, then Game of Death. That's like the way I I rate them. I, I felt once Hollywood got a hold of the film, and with Enter the Dragon, they tried to make it like this James Bond-style film with this uh, white guy as the main uh, guy instead of Bruce Lee to take the focus off of him. They thought he couldn't carry the film all by himself. Especially Game of Death 1 and 2 both had unused footage, shots, angles of Bruce Lee, but padded it with stunt doubles and bad overdubs. Both the worst films of the box set for me but game of death very significant for the kareem abdul jabbar scene they have a new feature on this box set called game of death redo where they remaster the audio and it's just the footage of bruce lee with none of the overdubs and none of the other actors which is really cool so check that out if you're a fan 
Um, all right, some news from around the world this week. This was a crazy, crazy headline that I had to include that Ukraine hostages released after president agrees to promote Joaquin Phoenix movie. I'm like, what is what is going on here? There was a kidnapper that uh, had a bunch of hostages in uh, the Ukraine last this past week. Um, he was armed with guns and, and a grenade. He took over a bus. It was a, a standoff for 12 hours. He's an animal rights activist with a criminal record. The film he wanted uh, the president of Ukraine to promote is a 2005 documentary called Earthlings, which criticizes mankind's use of animals as pets, food, clothing, entertainment for scientific re uh, research. And uh, it's apparently a, a movie that Joaquin Phoenix uh, is in and part of and produced. And so he wanted that as his demand. So they complied and the hostages were, were released. So wild, right? Uh, more news around the world. Bahamas have banned Americans. That's right. Americans will no longer be allowed to enter the Bahamas during this coronavirus pandemic. U the U.S. is the largest tourism market for the Bahamas, so I'm sure that was not an de easy decision to make, but definitely probably the safest one, right? Some more news from around the world. Yelp has said that more than half of the temporary closed restaurants are now permanently closed as part of the... Um, I guess you could say the the wake, the the result of this pandemic. Sixty percent have now permanently closed uh, of those restaurants that um, you know were temporarily closed. Almost more than half. Unfortunately, this means temporary closings are dropping while permanent shutdowns are increasing. Honolulu, San Francisco, Las Vegas are the cities struggling the hardest to keep businesses open, as those cities have the highest rate of restaurant closures, and I would say probably some of the highest rent as well for a lot of those businesses. Weekly WTF this week, a couple crazy uh, stories to finish it off. Disney World has tightened their face mask policy after guests have found a loophole. Uh, the only exception to the mask rule is that people can take them off while they're eating or drinking. Some people were just walking around with their masks down as they held food or drinks and saying, well, hey, I'm eating and drinking. I, can wear, I don't have to wear my mask. And so now you have to sit in one place to be able to eat it. Thanks, idiots, for screwing it up for everybody, man. People just trying to find any way to not wear a mask. Come on, guys. Um, all right, Taco Bell has confirmed that the menu changes are unfortunately real. All the potato items are coming off of Taco Bell's menu. That's right. And it's a ton of stuff. And one of my favorites, the cheesy Fiesta potatoes. If you guys never had those, now you're never going to get to have them because they're gone. That's really crappy. Uh, so there you go. Um, anyway, that does it for us on the Garage Rock Show podcast this week. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show podcast. Facebook.com slash Garage Rock Show podcast, Twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show. All of our links are up on nine different platforms at thegaragerockshow.com. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one and have a great weekend. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.